Alright, friends, we're going to be studying sanctification today. This is uh, week 14 of the um, Foundations series. We are a confessional church. We uh, believe in a uh, doctrine system uh, that is the best summary of the Bible and what it teaches uh, called the Westminster Standards. Chapter 13 of the Westminster Confession of Faith is on sanctification. Welcome, sir. We are getting through this uh, this uh, series. Uh, we are well on class fourteen, but we've broken it up over multiple weeks for some classes. We finished adoption last week, and so if you look at the top line of your handout, we're looking at the kind of outline of where we are. We're in the middle of the ordo salutis of, or order order of salvation. We covered justification, justification, just as if I'd always obeyed, and just as if I'd never sinned. God declares me righteous. It's a legal declaration. Adoption is a familial language. Uh, it glues us into the covenant family of God, household, uh, because of God's declarations. And these are both acts. Here we're getting into a work of God's grace, which is sanctification. All right, with that said, let's take a, a little moment to pray, and then we'll begin with reading the sections together. Let's pray. Our gracious God, we ask that this morning you would lead us into knowing uh, the, the things that you have done and are doing and are going to do in us and in our world. We ask that today that you would uh, lead us to uh, trust in your promises, lean unto them, lean into them, and to work out our salvation uh, with fear and trembling. And, and would you work in us both to will and to do what is good. And pleasing in your sight. We ask for you to make us holy, set us apart, and uh, create in us uh, fruit of the Spirit today. Uh, empower us, uh, water us with your word, and that we might uh, glorify you in all that we do. So we pray that you and your Spirit would teach us today and lead us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's get to it. So uh, we have looked at this uh, doctrine of adoption last week. Now we're going to move into the work of God's grace of sanctification. So, let's read it. You said that had like a medical type term. Can you yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so exactly. There. Love it. So, so legal, familial, medical, healing. Legal, familial. I got that. I've yeah. just never heard the uh, medical. medical yeah. The so, 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 so the the, the 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 we have a we have a mental illness. Okay. We want to de god God. We we have a a, a problem with our heart and mind, where we are. Uh, always seeking to undermine God's sovereignty and His rule and exalt ourselves beyond the creature. So we have a mental illness which leads to physical illness because we do not conform to God's standards. Therefore, we are destroying ourselves physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, all different ways. And what brings healing is God's work of sanctification. So that's what I, he, he brings us not just to this uh, um, rather abstract idea of righteousness, right? You know, like to, 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 but actually blessing his people by working in us these graces that we might look like Christ and, and dwell in, in his presence with holiness, goodness, knowledge, wisdom, all the good things that we were intended to be in the image of God. But he heals that image and renews it in Christ so that we're united to Him. And we, so that, that's, what I, that's where I'm going at there, is that there's a healing that is, that is missing in these two. 
That, that is not in there. This is not a, a change of me in my being, but this is a change of me in status. And this is healing up uh, my, my existential, everyday experience uh, of, of God's world. There's a difference uh, in this one and those other two. So legal, forensic, or, uh, and then uh, experiential uh, and, uh, and felt and, and seen in the everyday. Justification never uh, falters or wanes or waxes or you know, increases or decreases. Likewise with adoption, sanctification, uh, no one's equal. Like No one is equal in sanctification. Everyone's at different places in this thing. Some people are never going to get to the same position as others and as far as sanctification. And it, it's vacillating. Uh, and we don't even, it's not, it's not, it's like, so, so these are objectively uh, declared, but uh, sometimes you don't even know this is going on. And so it's, it's very uh, different than the others, but, but all part of this ordering of salvation for, for good. All right. So I hope that's helpful. I like, I think that's a good question. Fair question. And I think that's, uh, does that answer the question? Yes. I love it. Start with the question. So, all right, let's get to it. So question, uh, our, our section one of chapter 13 of sanctification. It says, they who are effectually called and regenerated, we're, we're uh, hearkening back to uh, chapter 9, they who are effectually called and regenerated, chapter 9, 10, having a new heart and a new spirit created in them are farther sanctified really and personally through the virtue of Christ's death and resurrection. All right? By his word and spirit dwelling in them, the dominion of the whole body of sin is destroyed, and the several lusts thereof are more and more weakened and, and mortified, and they are more and more quickened and strengthened in all saving graces to the practice of true holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. All right, let's stop there. Uh, and we are on the, uh, the, the first section here. It says, so if we've been, it's like, so a lot of times we think, well, so... Practically speaking, in ministry, we need to do uh, ministry, and a lot of that's just simply getting people into Christ, like getting them, like evangelizing them. Right? That's a big point of, of, of ministry, doing ministry to get people in Christ and saved, right? But then religion sort of has this sort of like um, antiquated role in many people's lives, where it's just like, well, that was for them, but what do I do now with it? Like, what, where, where is it? You know, what, what, what's it? What's the point of it? So what we've got here is that anybody who is effectually called and regenerated, having a new heart and a new spirit created in them, are going to be sanctified really and personally through the virtue of Christ's death and resurrection. So Christ's death and resurrection, which happened historically in time, through the virtue of that, we are really and personally feeling that and experiencing that in our lives as the Word and Spirit are at work dwelling in us. Okay? And it says there the dominion of the whole body of sin is destroyed. That's a serious claim. You know, that the whole, the whole body of sin is destroyed. It says that uh, in Romans 6, 6, uh, you may well know it. It's the, you've been crucified with Christ passage. You know, and then the 6, 14 uh, is the, uh, <clears throat> you're no longer under the law, but now under grace. That's the issue there. So there, there's this definitive uh, transformation that's occurring in you and this grace that's that's there so the grace is not just punctiliar uh forgiving uh, declaring and and declaring righteous and adopted but also working in you 
every day. And the several lusts thereof are more and more weakened and mortified, and they're more and more quickened and strengthened in all saving graces. So, so we have this uh, mix of lust or this abiding sin dwelling within us, uh, the old man, as, as Paul calls it in Romans as well. And then we have the new man. And so we're, we're connected in some ways to the old Adam still. And uh, in, 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 in we still have that sin nature, abiding sin dwelling in us. And then we are, are connected to the new Adam, and Christ, where we have these uh, saving graces that need to be quickened and strengthened. So, so there's two, two components of sanctification, which is going to be called mortification and vivification. I'll write that on the board. Let's do this. Mortification. When I think of mortification, what am I talking about? Death. Yeah. Death. Put to death. I think of John Owens, but yeah, he he made it popular. Yeah, yeah. he made it popular. He's, he's got the D book on it. Yeah. Vivification. That's how that's spelled, right? So mortification, vivification. Those are the two um, the, uh, vocabulary words to describe sanctification and the and so mortification putting to death well, what do you think vivification is just uh you know you're smart kids here do i to bring to life yeah like a reviving think of reviving uh mortif more the morgue and mortification putting to death uh crucifying would be one one way john owen would, would describe what mortification is vivification is rising to life uh and so there, these graces are going to be Quickened and rising to life, strengthened, and then this this old man is going to be put to death, and we want to we want to, we want to snatch the life out of him. We want to diminish his life all of our days, put him to death, uh, and, and and have him have him squirm, have him be uh, an enemy within our church and within our bodies and all that. We don't want to give him any 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 reason to uh, to flourish. We want to, we want to diminish his life. Uh, we want to actively kill. We are killers. Uh, we are. I just. I just. I don't think we think of ourselves as killers, but we are killers. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the new people saying, uh, and, and with no context. Uh, uh, we are uh, killers, uh, and we are uh, healers. Uh, we are revivers. We breathe life into this new man. Uh, now we do that, but let's talk about who actually does this. Uh, so let's say. Um, Let's go down to uh, uh, Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Would someone look that up for me? Who's got it? So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, so, so what, why do we pick that verse, you think, Tammy, to talk about uh, sanctification? Um, I think verse 13 mm-hmm. um, showing us that we do these things, but mm-hmm. it is God yeah. who is at work. In yes, you. yeah, we're God's always spirit. doing it, yeah, yeah. But then God's, God's the one mm-hmm. at work, right? So that's what we call it. Uh, if you look at the shorter, if you turn the, the page... To the uh, shorter catechism on page uh, number 35 here it says sanctification is a work the work of God's free grace whereby he reneweth us after the whole image of God and enable us more and more to die to sin live to righteousness it's a short short explanation of what's going on here but it's it's first and foremost God's work as you think about it 
so, uh, okay, so why are we talking about it if it's God's work? Well, we participate in it. That's why we're talking about it, right? So, and, and if, if, even if we didn't participate in it, we'd want to talk about it. It's important to know because it glorifies God. So the way, the way you want to think about this is when you, when you think about sanctification, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, the, uh, someone told me this week that sanctification is something that we do, right? This is something that we do entirely, and God does other things in salvation, right? Uh, and so as you think about this, think of uh, you're, you're driving, trying to get home, and there's a giant tree down in the road, right? So, so the, the, uh, the illustration is this, this tree uh, in the illustration is our sanctification, right? So we have to do this. Hey, welcome. So you got this tree down, you got to move it. So how are you going to move the tree? Well, you got the guys who say you got to do it yourself. You got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You, if you don't do this, no one's going to do it. So you have to muster up all your strength and push that, push that tree off the road. And, and that's, that's, that's sanctification. Second view is that, well, you got to <laughs> let go and let God. You got to, pr- you got to pray about it. God will do it. Okay. And so so you just wait patiently in your car and ask the Lord, and, and the Lord will do it. I think we can, we can fall into that camp just, and just as much, you know, is that we just think, well, God's going to do it. So uh, I can go on vacation here. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry about this. God's going to do it. So God's doing it, and I just wait. Third, and this is, I think, one of the worst ones, is, uh, is you've got the tree here, and so God's going to, Jesus is going to get on his end and pull the Spirit, I'm gonna get on my end, and we're gonna you know, kind of 50-50 it. You know, that, that's 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 you know that's is that what do you what's wrong with that one? We don't so, have 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's wrong. It's, everything about it's wrong. Okay. Like, so so here's the right view. You are gonna 100% move that tree. Okay. You're gonna do it. Okay. Because God's at work in you. Okay. So He's 100% working, and you're 100% working. See, so the first one was. God, I mean, a man, 100%, right? With no God. That's it. i got to do it myself. Secondly, let go, let God. God's 100%. So both are like half right. The first two are kind of half right. But the third one is completely wrong because no one is in this 50%. We're all 100% in. And God, of course, is 100% in. That's why we are 100% in. All right, so then, uh, so, so that's the issue. That is, the, is the last one, the, the right view is that as, as, as this one says here in, in Philippians 2, we're going to work out our salvation. So salvation is broader than just forgiveness of sins and, and regeneration and justification and adoption. It involves sanctification. We're going to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We're doing it, right? That's completely on me, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You, good to know. So, so this, is, uh, this is, it's encouraging to me because... I know that, that all the good that I'm going to do, God gets the glory for that. You know? and, and I can't boast uh, because God's underneath it and, and doing it. Uh, and, and I can give him the praise for the good. So these are big, big points for me to know. Now let's go over to 1 Thessalonians 5 real quick. I can, you, you could literally just pick any verse in the Bible and there's something to be said about sanctification in it, I would, I would argue. But we're going to look at some, some key passages. And let's look at uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. So we're moving to um, the end of the Pauline books here. Let's Okay, so 5. It's speaking of the day of the Lord, which is coming, and 5. And it says, um, you know, uh, let's say, your children of light in verse 5. 
um, you know, uh, sleeping. We're going to talk about that in the sermon today, so it fits in well. Uh, and you look at, um, uh, we urge you, brothers, in 14. Go down to 14. We urge you, brothers, admonish the idol. That's a hard job, <laughs> admonishing the idol. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with all. All right, with them all. So it says, see that no one repays anyone evil for evil. These are all just commands, right? Uh, seek uh, to do the good for one another uh, and everyone always. It also says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Oh, give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, this is like just over, overwhelmingly a lot of work to do. Like, like I, I mean, we're talking all comprehensive, rejoicing all the time, praying all the time, uh, you know, always doing the good. And then being patient. Oh goodness, who can who can accomplish this? It says, "Do not quench the spirit. Uh, do not despise prophecies. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil." So you're going to be mentally engaged your whole life in the work of sanctification, mentally engaged in it, and seeking to do something. And it says in 23, "Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely." Okay, well let's just stop there. That sounds to be, that seems to be like a contradiction for what we just already heard. We heard, you're going to be doing it. You're going to be engaged in it 100% mentally. And now it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will surely do it. It can't be any more clear, right? What is it saying? View number what, one, two, three, or four is correct of sanctification. The last one. Four. The last one. You four. are doing, and he yeah. is doing. You're doing. He's doing. 100%, 100%. All right, any questions? Any questions? 100%, 100%. If we learn nothing else uh, today, that is a great understanding because it is so misunderstood. And, you know, we're kind of the ones who are making it hard to understand because we're unclear about it. So we have to be clear on that. All right. So, uh, so what's the, the first necessary step toward any kind of sanctification in our lives? What's the first step? Justification. Well, I would argue before that. Uh, before, what's before that? You got to be born again. You got to be born. Thank you. You got to be born. You got to be born again. You have to be a new creature because the natural person has no interest in Christ. You have to be made new. And so this is this is the issue is that when we talk about the Spirit's work, uh, He bookends the uh, the work of salvation and making us a new creature giving us new life, breathing life into us, and then ultimately making us uh, glorify. You know, so this is the, the, the end, of, end of all things. He's going to fully glorify us, uh, but he, he makes us alive and glorifies us and is at work in the, all the things to bring us uh, more into the image of Christ. Questions? I have a yeah. question. Mm-hmm. So when you say 100% you, mm-hmm. I, would, I would even say that... Um, you give it 110 percent. I would say I would say it's the spirit mm-hmm. that's enabling me, though. Yes. To even, and so that he does get all the glory. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, no doubt about it. I would argue that you're giving 110 percent sometime, which is impossible, of course. But you're you're giving it because God is doing it. You know, if there's there's no way, just as you didn't begin your life at all in Christ because the Spirit gave you new life, He's continually a work of His grace, right? Which grace is unmerited. It's undeserved. I don't participate in it. It's a gift. And so as you talk about, yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm doing anything is because it's gifted to me, right? So is everyone clear on this? There's no way you can boast about any of this. Though you really are doing it, 
you are really 100% engaged when you're being sanctified. You are, um, you know, and let's, let's be honest, I mean, y- y- if it weren't for you, uh, God would be doing much better uh, a lot of times. But uh, y- there'd be, uh, no, he- he's able to overcome our sin and our, our you know, confusedness, and, uh, and he's healing us. He's making us new. All right, so as we move through here, uh, secondly, is sanctification a necessary grace or an optional, or an optional tack on the Christian life? Anyone, anyone have an answer for that? Is it optional or necessary? Sanctification, optional or necessary? Necessary. Why would you say so? Well, because we, we're, we're being made more and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and that process mm-hmm. is, you know, him working through us, you know, in sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't just, it's not like, you know, God just justifies mm-hmm. someone and then that's it. Like, yeah. okay, now, the, you know, you just live whatever. Yeah. I mean, and I think Paul talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, saying, okay, now that you're justified, I mean, because the question was raised, so we can just sin all we want or, mm-hmm. we, you know, go on you know, with our lives. And Paul says, by no means, mm-hmm. you know, and goes into talking about sanctification. But it's... I- we got a problem on our hands because I think a lot of people don't understand that it's necessary. I mean, we, we're getting it because we're reading, we're in the Word of God a lot. Now, let me give you an example. I heard the Great Commission growing up, you know, was this uh, great command for the church that we needed to, to go out and make disciples. And that was basically all evangelism. Like, go out and tell people the good news. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Therefore, you need to respond with this prayer or this action. You need to do this. And that was, if we get people to respond, that was deemed success. Okay, now, because that, that, that's, that's like getting them in, right? That's like the whole point was forgiveness of sins and, uh, and eternal life. You know, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's basically all you hear. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, that is a reduction of the, of the situation because in that very same verse, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18, 19, if you've never noticed this, it says, go making disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Which would, I would argue that there's, there's justification and sanctification in there. They're, they're, they're teaching all things, to obey all things. Mastery of all things. The, Lord's, the Lordship over all things. Everything I've commanded for, for your mind, body, soul, and strength. Everything in all is devoted to God. That's what we're made to be. Devoted to God and fellowship with Him, communion with Him. So, so when we just talk about it as a Jesus zapped in here, He did His work, and He zaps on back up to heaven, and we're waiting to get there, we're missing the point. Like, there's no spirit, there's no sanctification, there's no joy in the present life. It's all future. That's way, the way it is presented sometimes. I don't know if that's you've heard that in, in your life, but I've heard that some. Uh, maybe not maybe not explicitly, but the unintended consequence of what's been taught. So sanctification t- sin tends, uh, tends to be uh, looked at as, a, as a, you know, that's for the extra super holy. That's for the, the, the advanced classes. But, uh, but for the, uh, the rank and file Christian, this is sort of an unnecessary uh, thing. You know, if you're really serious, you'll do the sanctification thing. But you're it's fine like, without yeah, it, right? Right, you'll be fine. Well, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like it's, uh, it's necessary mm-hmm. and it's guaranteed. Yeah, it is, it is necessary and it's going to happen, right? Right. Now you don't you don't get kind of get to choose whether yeah. you want to be sanctified or not necessarily. He's faithful to do that. He's going to do it. He's going to yeah. do it because yeah. of our union. 
Amen. Well, on that first of Thessalonians 5, uh, the next verse that we didn't read, it says, Faithful is he who yeah. calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. Yes, he will do it. He will surely bring it to pass. Yes. Amen. Yeah, so so he is going to do this. It is going to happen, and, and that you can, it, it's, it's guaranteed. Uh, it is absolutely guaranteed. So, so and, and this is this is unmerited. We don't deserve it. We just we we receive the blessings here. So so that's gracious. I think number which I, we haven't necessarily read it. Mm-hmm. Number three, but it's kind of talking about that. Uh, oh yeah. It's in, in which war, although the remaining corruption for a time mm-hmm. may much prevail, mm-hmm. yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part doeth overcome. Mm. And so the saints grow in grace, perfecting yes. holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Justin, I know I came in the tail end of this. Yes. I'm going to be off base. But remember last week when you were talking about love? Uh-huh. And love is action? Yes. And so I'm putting those two together today. Yes. Because sanctification really requires action. Yes. Yeah. And so it doesn't just end with, yay, you know, we've been saved. He saved us, okay? Then, does he expect something from us? Yes. Of course he does. Yes. God loves you. That's, that's the beginning, right, of course. And then you are to be transformed into one who loves God and loves everyone, so uh, your neighbor. Action, right? So right? You, that's you, part of the sanctification you, you, you can't You can't uh, uh, separate your actions. Yeah, and your feelings. Uh, feelings are part of those actions too. You have to. You have to. You should feel a certain. There's a holy feeling, right? A joy in in, in the Lord that you should feel. Um, I wanted to put these two words on the board. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna hope to drive through these next week. But these two sort of uh, distortions. Uh, legalism uh, is is you know is, it's not just taking the law seriously. Uh, it's it's using the law. As the as the as your method for for uh, for achieving justification, that's what it is. Uh, it's a mixing up of justification and sanctification, uh, and, and, and it leads to pride and despair, is where that goes. So you want to avoid legalism, right? So whether that's just simply, I know the right things, or I'm doing the right things, whatever it is. If you have anything less than the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as your grounds of your salvation alone then you're engaging in what's called legalism. You're, 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 do, you're engaging in some standard. And they, they, you know, like, so think of Islam. Islam is an easy one because it's got five things you have to do. If you do the five things well, you're supposed to get in. You're supposed to be, you know, so, so if you do the five things. And we can make, we can like, so, so you know. And it's on, the, yeah. kind of the external, like the external External, action. yes. It's not even, like yeah. even in the, even if you want to say, oh, part of sanctification, and people feel that the external obeying is accomplishing that mm-hmm. they they are missing the it's missing the heart heart yeah yeah you see it in Mormonism too because boys have to go on a mission mm-hmm. you have to complete that external thing right it's, yeah yeah it's so. all it's all something you can do with your hands <clears throat> with, right. outside of you and it right. can be observed um, now now th- this is exactly it. it's it's the, it's the worldwide religion whatever religion you're involved in. It is key that we're able to see, measure, and evaluate it, and, and able to accomplish it by our efforts. And that's what legalism is. It can be using Christian terms, but it's still not the gospel. And it must be, uh, you know, we must not be confused and led astray, uh, acting as if our justification 
had anything to do with what we're doing in sanctification. Now, if you're justified, you're going to have sanctification, but they have nothing to do with affecting one another, right? As far as that goes, sanctification does not affect your justification. It's completely separate. Now, license, this would be, uh, you know, say you, uh, you know, you think, well, God's going to, he's going to sanctify me. And, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what I do here because uh, I'm justified and, you know, I'm going to persevere to the end. And so I can just do whatever I want. For that, that's what you always hear. Do what? You believe in predestination. So yeah. That's I'll just ask forgiveness. Yeah, I, I just ask forgiveness. Like you can just you're justifying your sins by by uh, taking advantage of uh, the the gospel, and, and that's that's using it as a license to sin, and that's not that's missing the whole point here. That God should be our joy, and there's a there's a mix of corruption and and, and righteousness within us, uh, but but when we're thinking correctly uh, and righteously. Uh, we actually enjoy, enjoy the presence of the Lord and obeying Him, and His law becomes a good thing. So that's a, that's a, something we want to think about. Now, remember the law last week; it has no ability to uh, to transform us. Uh, it's an X-ray machine. It's a picture. Uh, it's a mirror. Uh, it's but it, it has no ability to to heal us. Uh, the Spirit's work does that. Okay, I'm running out of time. Uh, we're going to get to. Uh, a nice illustration next week. We're going to continue on sanctification, and we'll go over the second and third points here. Uh, may read some more scripture. Try to do a better job than we did li- this week on on getting through it. But I hope you were blessed by it. And uh, remember, uh, sanctification. Hundred percent you, hundred percent God. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that this morning you would bless your church, uh, pour out your Spirit. Uh, fill us with, uh, with Christ and the, and the work of Christ for us. Uh, help us to be inspired to uh, use our hands, our feet, our words, all that we have, uh, our thoughts for your glory today uh, out of gratitude and honor for you, sir. We thank you for the work you've done and the work you're continuing to do in our salvation through our sanctification. We praise you and ask for you to bring us on Uh, faithfully and give us more and more joy as we approach uh, glorification. We ask that you help us to die to sin and live unto righteousness uh, to more and more image our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.